irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. is the complete package. He's won from seven furlongs to a mile and eight. He's won on dual surfaces. He's won with and without Lasix. And he's traveled around the world and bought his A game with him. He showed that he was a very top class dirt horse. Balance is key and you know, he was just perfectly proportioned. I think that's what made him so athletic and so efficient on the track. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. This is the Horse Ownership Experience, and it is brought to you by TaylorMade Stallions, TaylorMade Farm, Mishawish, graded stakes winner, both dirt and turf. Look out for Mishawish, Midnight Storm, Not This Time, and the great California Chrome, all. Midnight Storm's babies just started selling, Michelle. I don't know if you knew that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Call Travis White, 859-396-3508 to find out more about the TaylorMade Stallion list roster i'm gonna say it is noon it is tuesday it is the horse ownership experience i'm billy koch founder managing partner of little red feather racing club i am the host of this show but my co-host is far better at pretty much everything than i am and that's michelle you michelle welcome to the show thanks billy that's very nice of you not entirely true but very nice anyways well the only thing i right now that i think i'm better is fantasy football you know what? <laughs> Don't make fun. <laughs> that is a very sore subject. I can't believe you even brought that up. Yeah, well, Lamar Jackson just Lamar continued. Jackson, that's it. If Billy didn't have Lamar Jackson, his fantasy football team would not be as successful as it oh, is. Oh, well, but I do have him, so it is successful. Uh, Michelle, what? Uh, we have a great guest, Lisa Beattie. Tell me about Lisa. Yeah, so Lisa actually works at XBTV. You, if you're around the racetrack, I'm sure you've seen her. She's a photographer, and she is always out shooting really great shots, and she does a lot of aftercare work. And I just thought it would be a great idea in this current climate to kind of talk about what happens in the aftercare transition. And she just adopted an off-track thoroughbred from Karma uh, about a week ago. So we're going to kind of get the scoop from her about everything that went into that and what the plan is and, and how that works out. Well, I think that's a great thing, Michelle. And I think Lisa, well, I'm sure I think I know exactly who you're talking about. She's got and, white hair. Yes. And I'm sure she will be a great guest here on the Horse Ownership Experience. Before we get to Lisa, uh, what we do here on the show every week is we go through the previous week's stakes races. I leave it up to Michelle. She rolls through them. I make probably horrific comments about them. And then uh, we move on. Is that pretty much how we do it? Yeah. Well, and then we just lost Michelle. So. Um, oh, I'm uh, here. I'm here. I'm oh, here now. Can you hear me? Oh, she's back. She's back. I lost uh, you. But I'm yeah. sure you want to talk about the Catherine Crosby to begin with, right? Oh, that was brutal. Go ahead. You talk about it. <laughs> well, the Catherine Crosby was going to be this great steak or, you know, was actually a really good steak and turning for home. It looked like it was going to be one horse winning it. And then literally four jumps from the wire. Here come four other horses. <laughs> and included in that is Billy's former claiming horse, Super Patriot, 
who gets a dirty nose out for second. She yeah. almost won. I mean, that yeah. was she closed like a freight train. She always does, and she gives it her all. And kudos to Richie Baltus, um, who claimed this horse back in June off Bob Baffert um, for thirty-five thousand. Since that time, she's won two allowance races at Del Mar, finished third with a troubled trip in the swing time stakes at Santa Anita, and was four to one the other day. Made her run, came flying, and out of nowhere, wicked old fashioned who has, I believe, won now 11 of 22 of her career starts, just at, at I, I didn't even see her coming, and she got up and won by a nose. It was a very, very exciting race. I felt heartbroken for you, though. Yeah. Uh, but on I, the same side, I felt really good for Victor Trujillo to win. Absolutely. Victor Trujillo has been in this game for a long time. Congratulations to Wicked Old Fashion and their connections for uh, what I thought was a great opening weekend at Del Mar. Did you, Michelle? I, I, yeah, I wow. actually wasn't, well, I wasn't around for it. Right. I actually went to Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, other so than, other than the stuff, this. other than the stuff we're not supposed to talk about, it was a great weekend. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad you got it there. Uh, the Desi Arnaz was also, um, this weekend and Leo Kosia was a winner of that. Yeah. Pete Miller. Um, shocker. Well, she's, uh, yeah. If she doesn't run over photographers, she's really tough. <laughs> so um you know and, and listen people might be listening to the show right now and they're like ah oh, these guys are full of shit they don't want to talk about what happened to delmar and the, the truth is there's enough out there um uh, whether it's twitter or um uh, you know the internet or on the news the news cameras following more breakdowns and michelle and i have talked about this ad nauseum and it's just not something we even want to talk about it's just we, we have been in this game a long time. We understand that these things are going to happen if you race these horses on on pillows. Um, and, and so we're doing the best we can. And that's what I'll say to all the people out there who want to talk about it. We are doing the best we can. We have very smart people working on plans, whether it be new track surfaces for Santa Anita. Um, we have implemented new drug protocols and we have vets. I mean, you know, we have a thousand vets running around the racetrack. So if the vets aren't going to scratch a horse and that horse ultimately breaks down, unfortunately, um, you know, I, sometimes it's in the hands of God. And I just I, I just that's my rant for today, because I know people are out there wanting to listen and talk about it. Michelle, I don't know if you want to add on to my statement at all, but that's what I feel. I just feel like. All we can do is the best we can do, no matter what horses break down on a barrel race and they break down the pasture, they can break down standing in a stall. You know, we can have injuries as part of it's the design of the horse. You know, they've got teeny tiny ankles and they carry around 1,100 pounds and you can't tell a horse that's broken an ankle. Now lay in bed and keep one foot up right. uh, for the next six weeks and you'll be good. It just doesn't work. So you have to really consider quality of life at that point. Um, but as far as treatment and everything goes, we have to understand how much we just love racehorses. Yeah. I mean, the reason that Michelle and I are even doing this show, neither of us get paid to do this. We, we are doing this because we love our sport. And the, origin, the original intent of this show was to bring owners on to get them in the spotlight. Because when I first started, it was always um, Bob Baffert's horse or Todd Pletcher's horse. Um, and the truth of the matter is, while they're the trainers of the horse, they're not the owners of the horse. And that's why we named it the horse ownership experience. And we've had so many great owners on our game 
on our show telling their stories. And that's what this is supposed to be. That's what this forum was supposed to be about. This was not a uh, for-profit show. We have very few sponsors like Santa Anita and Del Mar and TaylorMade that help us at least break even. And we appreciate all of you who listen to it. So if you want stuff about breakdowns and stuff from people who don't know what they're talking about, turn on the news because that's what you're going <laughs> to but what we can give you is uh, aftercare stuff, horse stuff, how to be an owner, what to look for. Actually, yeah. you know, not only do we have Lisa this week, but I can already promise you next week we will have Jamie Roth from LNJ Foxwood. We've been trying to literally get her on since May. Yeah, fantastic. We're going to have Jamie Roth on. That'll be, we'll broadcast that out. I'm sure everybody will want to hear all about LNJ Foxwoods. Um, and, and yeah, that's what we try to do. I'm sorry, I'm in a rotten mood today. I know. Let's go back to some more race recaps. Okay. I, How about just, the Let It Ride? The Let It Ride was won by Bob and Jackie for Zayat Stables and Richard Baltus. Richie is my man. And just the, barely beat uh, Proud Pedro coming off a long layoff. I thought it was an excellent race. I could not believe Bob and Jackie won. Um, Me neither. Uh, you know, good job by Heriberto Figueroa, who is back in town, who doesn't get a lot of kind of stakes mounts the way he got uh, 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 Bob and Jackie, and he did a great job. So kudos to him as well. And Richie, who's the freaking best. <laughs> um, what else? Okay, so as far as just like racehorse news goes, yes. Churchill Downs canceled the card tomorrow already because frigid temperatures, sub-zero temperatures are, are forecast. It's amazing. Meanwhile, I've been trying to decide what day to go to Disneyland for my kid's birthday, and I don't want to pick a day that's too hot. So it's like if it's not one thing, it's the it's, other. It's beautiful down here today, Michelle. I'm in down in Del Mar, and it is, it's gorgeous. It's right about 71, I would say. Oh, that's perfect. 70 yeah, is like ideal temp. I think it's funny, and I don't know if we said this on the show, but someone was talking about the Breeders' Cup at Santa Anita and someone said, someone said, thank God it's not Belmont because it would have been canceled. Remember, it was yeah. pouring rain. Right? Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh -oh. All right. what, okay. Uh, Math Wizard is going to the Saudi Cup where he'll show down with Midnight Bizu. Now, that's an interesting. That's How much is it? 20 million? 30 million. 30 million Buckaroo? I thought maybe it's 20. Let me look it up real quick because I want to be right. right. Look up the Saudi Cup. And this is a brand new race that's supposed to be the stepping stone for the Dubai World 20, Cup. 20 million. 20 but the, million. The key is, is, in my opinion, right, it's the distance because it's only nine furlongs, which really lends it to multiple horses. And that was to me like the beauty of the Pegasus because you can get kind of these milers that can stretch out a little bit. Um, you know, it's not just the classic, classic distance, which is like Derby, you know, uh, no, Dubai World Cup and Cup Classic. Right. Right. That extra furlong just completely changes the race. So this way you get a lot more horses that can. And is it on, what surface is it on, Michelle? Dirt. It is on dirt. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, that'll be what, that'll be an interesting race. I I look forward to it. I've never. Uh, it's brand new. So the the it is it is wait for age, and it is ten million dollars to the winner. Wow. What would it you says, do? With, what you would you do with ten million dollars? This is weird dollars? to me. This is weird to me. 
It says on the one turn dirt oval. Does that mean it's a one turn nine furlongs? Yeah. That's weird. That's... Okay. So it's okay. February 29th, 2020 is the the date. And it's free to enter and free to run. Wow. Maybe I, do I have anybody that can go that far? I know, right? <laughs> who, who do you yeah. have? Why did you send King Abner? <laughs> King Abner is going to run here in a cow bread steak for a hundred thousand. Then next weekend, not this week. I mean, that seems like a really good prep to me. <laughs> if he if he runs off the TV screen, we'll consider it. You got anything that can run uh, on the turf going fifteen furlongs? That's very far. Mile and a half or something, right? Yeah, mile yeah. and a half. No, I don't. Uh, Thanks. More? No, wait. Mile and yeah, really far. How far is that? Okay, it fifteen really, furlongs, really almost two miles. Mile and three quarters. Wow, that's very far. How much is that race? Two point five million. Yeah. Wow. And then there's a dirt sprint, six furlongs for one point five million. Wow. No, I got nothing. There's also a middle distance turf race for a million. Uh, listen, and a dirt I'm mile speaking. for three year olds. Why would I want to go to Saudi or Saudi Arabia when I can just run here at Del Mar in the most beautiful place ever? I didn't know they were offering anything for twenty for, million dollars. Okay. <laughs> uh, so speaking of other horses going places, maximum security is going to the cigar mile, although it is that. not worth it is definitely not worth twenty million dollars. let me ask you a question. When when maximum security becomes a stallion. Are they, they going to be able to promote him as the Kentucky? Yes, that's my question. I would probably try to phrase it as cross the wire in front at distances from six furlongs to a mile and a quarter. <laughs> Are you serious? Wouldn't you? I I, I would just I say. Mean, every, if you're, look, at, let's be honest. If you're looking to breed and maximum security comes across, you kind of know who he is, right? Like, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wonder if they'll use that picture of him winning the Derby, or if it's like if it's like Kentucky Derby winner asterisk asterisk. Yeah, that see that would be funny. Or they put cross the wire in front and then list all of his wins, including the Derby. Yeah, there you go. I like the asterisk idea. <laughs> I just think the whole thing should just be asterisk. <laughs> well, so his cigar mile is supposed to be a prep for the Pegasus, which is only worth a. Palsley, nine million dollars. Paltry, paltry, paltry. Yeah, I was like, what is that word I'm looking for? Not yeah, it's paltry. That's uh, why you went right. to a good school, Billy, and let's, I didn't. Okay, I have one one more uh, like news thing. Was just okay. uh, that Spice Perfection, who was that great cowbred that Pete Miller trains now, and she yes. won a Grade One and she ran the Breeders' Cup. She actually RNA'd for one point three five million. So they said, yes. well, we're gonna race her. So she is oh. currently at Churchill Downs with Pete's Churchill String. And uh, they are going to continue to run her. Oh, that's good news. Yep. I think there's kind of a little bit of a trend of people bringing back their horses, you know? Didn't you I mean, see that this year? That was like the best, like, after Breeders' Cup hangover cure was seeing all yeah. of these horses. People like, still in training, still in training, still in training. That yeah. is spectacular to me. I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool. All right, um, Ronan, if you can, if you're listening, let's get Lisa Beatty. Beatty? Beatty? How do Beatty? I say her? Beatty? Let's get Lisa Beatty on the line, and we're going to talk to her about aftercare and adoption and working at Santa Anita or TVG. No, she works at XB. 
XBTV, like I said. Amy Zimmerman, don't be mad at me. Hello. Hey, Lisa. Lisa. Phil Couch and, uh, and Michelle Yu, we're on the Horse Ownership Experience. You're live. Hi, guys. How are you? We're, we're great. How are you? I'm good. I can't complain. It's a beautiful day. Lisa. <laughs> Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we hear you great. Tell us, first <laughs> of all, b- before we get into the whole aftercare uh, discussion that we want to have with you, and, and we know you just adopted a new horse from Karma, but tell us a little bit yes. about yourself and, and, and being in the game of horse racing so we have a little bit of a historical background. Okay, well, I uh, my uncle was a jockey here in Southern California, actually all over the country. So I kind of grew up in horse racing. I was actually the only kid in the family that liked horses. So, of course, when I was like 12, I got my first off-the-track thoroughbred because that's what we had. And I wanted a pony, but no, I got an off-the-track thoroughbred, and she went on to be my hunter-jumper. And I just, from there on, I just always loved thoroughbreds. And I've had other breeds and just, yeah. I'm also an owner. I have a mare that we've bred a couple of times, and she's back home now. And so that's it. Lisa, what what do you think it is? What what attracts you to the thoroughbred, and what attracted you even as a kid to horse racing? You know, I just, they're just, thoroughbreds are just so beautiful. They're so athletic. There's just something about them. There's, There's a kind of magic about them that I can't, I don't see in any other breed. I just, there's, they're just majestic. They're just, they can do so many different things and they're just versatile. And I don't know. I just, they're just in my heart. I, I just had such good experiences with them too, that, you know, I've looked around even recently. I was, when I was looking for another horse to be a trail horse, I looked at different breeds and I just kept coming back to thoroughbreds. Well, let's let's so talk. Was- let's 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 jump right into the process. So you're because I think this is really interesting, and I'm going to let Michelle take over after my, this question. But so tell us about you're looking for an off the track thoroughbred, and a lot of people come up to me all the time too. They're like, "Hey, I'd love to have one of your horses." I never know if they're really serious, you know. But so when sure. what is the process you go you went through to find your new horse, and then tell us a little bit about this. Wait, wait, Lisa, when okay. you take all these pictures, do you have like a running list of like horses I want? No, I, <laughs> I didn't actually. Uh, Michelle knows I actually, um, I have one of my own that I bred. She's 21. She was my hunter jumper and I have her at home currently. So she was actually one that we had bred and run. And I had a 30 year old off the track thoroughbred that had been in my family and he unfortunately passed away early Uh this year but he from old age but he had been my trail horse so that um when i was looking you know i was sort of like basing it on the on my old boy who just was the love of my life i wanted you know i i wanted a mellow a mellow horse someone a little bit older because i'm a little bit older and i just felt like i would know him when i saw him and i you know i just felt like that he would kind of pick me and I felt that the one that I got now picked me. So how did you go about meeting him? Was he one that you had seen on the track and you had mentioned to Howie or did they contact, did Karma contact you? I had let, you know, after, um, after a few months, I had let Natalie 
and Lucinda at Karma know that I was kind of looking around. I wasn't, you know, too serious. I let them know I wanted a horse that was, you know, a little bit older, at least older than six. And someone who, who was calm, someone just with a good attitude. You know, when I was younger, I could take, you know, the crazy mares. And, but I wanted some, someone a little bit more sensible now. So I, that was, I didn't have any particular like look that I wanted, but a friend of mine, actually Octavio Vergara Jr. Road smuggler in his last win. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. And so I didn't really have anything specific that I, you know, a height or a look. I just wanted a mellow guy who, you know, could be a great riding horse. And so Natalie let me, she showed me a couple of others. They were a little bit young. And, but when I saw Smuggler, I just, I just knew, I just knew he was it. He was so sweet and so laid back. So I, I didn't really have anything specific. I just kind of let Karma know that, Hey, I'm looking, I'd like someone a little bit older and someone super laid back. So if you have anything, you know, can I see them? And they were great. They were like, yeah, this is what we have. And she kept, they kept notifying me of different horses that were coming into the program. And that's how it happened. So uh, when, when you decided, okay, I'm going to meet Smuggler, is it like a, or I want Smuggler, is it like a, like a dog adoption where like they come into your house and make sure, uh, you know, you've got like a doggy door for the horse and everything, or is it just like you take a trailer, pick them up and go, what's the process like for actually adopting one once you and the horse have decided you're a good match? Well, you know, they were aware that I have him at home. He's at my home and Michelle, you've been to my home. So I think that they knew what the environment would be. Um, they had, you know, I showed them where he would be, how I would, you know, be keeping him. So they were pretty aware of, you know, that he was coming to my actual house and okay. the facilities that I had. So they, you know, they were, they were aware of what, what, what my plan was with him. So now you have him and he's at your house. What, what was the first week been like and what's the plan for him and how do you go about that? Well, it was great when he came here and like, there's like, I have a pretty long driveway and there's trees over it. So it's kind of like this big tree tunnel that he had to go to. And like, even my mare, she still isn't too pleased about going down the driveway. I don't know. It's a little <laughs> bit spooky, but <laughs> so we opened the gate and he just kind of looked around. And I also have emus next door. I have two emus. So they're kind of the big soup <laughs> test. So, I brought him down the driveway and he was so mellow. He just looked around, you know, just wide eyed and looked at the emus and I brought him over there and he snorted at them a couple of times and then went to the fence and he just like immediately settled in. He's currently in turnout. I didn't want to put him in a stall right away. So he's just been hanging out with the horse next door and um, he's been amazing. The first night I must've checked on him like 40 times <laughs> getting up every hour just to make sure he was okay out there and he was sleeping. And at one point I woke him up cause I was worried something happened while he was laying <laughs> down in the middle of the, of his turnout. So no, it's just been fantastic. And I've, you know, taken him out, walked him around and he follows my husband around. It's hilarious. My husband isn't really a horse person. He's a little bit skittish around them. But those, they just bonded immediately. And he loves my husband. My husband goes in there to clean up and he just follows him around, puts his head on top of his. <laughs> it's, just, he's, it's, it's been so cute to see. He just adores him. 
So basically you bought so, yourself a husband horse and now you're still in the market for a trail horse for yourself. <laughs> basically, yeah. So he's, he's actually, my husband actually asked me if he thought I could ride him. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but he's going to go into training over here uh, in early December for, to be a trail horse. And I wanted, um, I've done it before, but I really wanted to do it right. I wanted to send it to someone that um, I trust and someone that I know would, you know, do a really good job with him. And it's right down the street, so um, I can check on him every day. And so I've been kind of like walking him out on the street and just letting him see. And not a whole lot goes on around on my street, but occasionally a car drives by. So let, it's been, it's been fun. let me jump in here, Michelle. Fun. Lisa, that Lisa uh, Beatty here on the horse ownership experience. You you talk about taking a horse that's a thoroughbred and turning them into trail horse and you're going to have them retrained. Can you give our audience a, a, what goes into that and you know, the, ment the mental aspects and the physical aspects, what has to be retaught? Well, I think mostly it's just exposing them to a lot of different things. My city's known for its, its horse trails throughout town. So I think it's mostly just exposure and getting them out every single day and just exposing them to the trails and, you know, all the different, the, you know, the trash trucks and the trash cans and the, you know, the motorcycles and the kids on scooters. I think that's really, you know, the most important part. You know, he will be a city trail horse. We have a, you know, the river bottom right next to us. So, you know, it's, you know, a few steps away, but I really want him to be well-rounded and, and just be you know, bomb proof. And he has the perfect personality for it. And just like my other one did, just, just nothing has seemed to phase him yet. I mean, I'm sure I'll find something that'll phase him, but so far, just nothing. My husband was drilling the fence, fixing the fence, and he just kind of was standing over him. So, <laughs> yeah. I and have it, this like great mental picture, by the way, of like Mark drilling the fence and then like smuggler putting his like head on his shoulder, like, giving him like tips like no no angle it that's, down that's straight that's exactly how it was it's hilarious like we've done everything just you know my husband was back there blowing leaves and he was just watching him so i i just think he's gonna do really well i, I really do just even just walking him around and having him for the week that i've had him he hasn't seemed to spook at anything we're okay, in so, oh go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say, Lisa, you know, we're obviously in a tough time here, especially in Southern California, mm -hmm. and we're under sure. siege. And you hear stories like this that you're telling right now with this horse that is obviously affecting your life and your husband's life. And I think these thoroughbreds do that on the track, off the track. It, are you as frustrated as I am with the people who say, oh, they don't really love these horses? I am. It, it just, it absolutely breaks my heart. We had a uh, Philly who was injured at Hollywood Park and we did surgery and she's been a pasture pet ever since. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you get through to people to tell them just how much you love them, but they're, you know, they are very fragile animals and things can happen, unfortunately. And I think most owners, almost all owners, we do the best that we can to do right by them. And I, I'm not quite sure how you, you know, get people, you know, I've invited people to come to my house. You can spend the day with me. You can hang out with them and see what they're like. Heck, you can stay here for a whole week if you want, you know. Um, but it seems like, it seems like they don't want to. 
Yeah, the, that's the, that's the, the opposition. But like, then you but then you'd yeah. be proven wrong. So that's why they don't like to do that. Right. Absolutely. And and you know, my whole my whole family, they just they've taken in horses that you know, that you didn't you didn't think that they would, you know, be great, but they've just the kids rode them, you know, in my family. You can you pop kids on them and we had one old guy that uh, named Hard to Miss who had run in the early 80s and like the kids could get on him. And just it's, uh, I wish that there was a way that we could really show them how much we do care. You know, if they were at least willing to open, you know, their minds and their hearts to see what it's like and see the care that they get. And, and you know, I just, I just wish that we were given more of that opportunity instead of always, you know, the, the bad being put out there. Lisa, are you because like me? I get obsessed when I have an ex racehorse with like what they've done. And I like contact every trainer they've ever had. And I like archive all their videos and pull up as many photos as possible. Did you like, do you do any of that? You're hilarious, Michelle, because just yesterday I went on XBTV.com and I I downloaded the video of smugglers of smugglers work. Like, that is so I, I watched it like five hundred times. <laughs> and yeah, like everything I've gone through his race replays, I've looked at all of his charts. Right. And you know, I, like the other ones that I had my family, we actually raced, so I, I knew what their charts were. Right. And you know, I had a million photos, but with him. You know, and I, I want to say thank you to Howard Zucker because he really took such good care of him. And it's so obvious how much he loved this guy because he's just a su absolute sweetheart of a horse. And I know Howard owned him as well as trained him. So, you know, I'm grateful for the trainers that take such good care of them, too. It's, it's I wish I just wish we could let, you know, the whole world know. And especially here in Southern California. Ooh, 24 hour smuggler cam. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right, absolutely. We have extra rooms. You guys are welcome. Are you giving him a name, another name? What are you calling him? Okay, my husband named him Muggs. Oh, that's oh, cute. That makes sense. Yeah. So Not Muggs. I'm calling him Muggs. No, just Mug. Just Mug. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. He's just like a pup. He just follows you around everywhere. It's hilarious. And it's, well, I don't know, just to see my husband, like, really uh, attached to him has been has been really special for me, too. Because he's he's always been kind of skeptical about racing. But the more he's been around it and the more he's, you know, seen the care, he's, you know, he's, he's excited to have him. Just like I am. That's all, that's all great. Lisa, thank you very much for joining us today. Before we go, you know, I, you are an owner and, and mm -hmm. we always, we always want to get, try to get more people into the game. So what advice would you have for uh, own uh, prospective owners out there getting into the world of horse racing? Well, you know, there's a lot of the, you know, they're doing the, the, the groups, like the my race racehorse and, and those different groups. Like I would suggest that there's a couple of people in my office that, you know, are a part of, you know, the group ownership. And I would definitely recommend that. That's, I mean, it's so much fun. There is, there is no feeling in the world like having your horse win. I don't care if it's a Breeders' Cup race or if it's a, you know, $3,500 claiming race. There is no feeling in the world like it. And just the pride that you feel in your horse is, is just incredible. There, there really, I, 
I can't put it into words. I so think, I would definitely. I think you're not the, alone. You know the. Yeah, the partnership. Yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. You you've given us uh you've given us uh, a lot of your time and and from us. Uh, I'm on the board of directors of Karma, so it, it was great to hear how well you were treated and that you were able to get a horse like Smuggler. I know Howard's very involved in Karma, and um, please, I guess, just spread the word uh, about what Absolutely. Karma is trying to do with aftercare and uh, obviously social media-wise, and, and we want to keep tabs on Smuggler. We should have Smuggler updates, Michelle. Um, on the show. Yeah, I'll definitely keep you guys posted. He's just going to be chilling at my house for the next month, and we'll just be doing, you know, hand walking, and then, then it's it's on. <laughs> right. I can't wait to see what he. I can't wait to see what he does. Well, we appreciate all you do. Thank you, Lisa, for joining us today. Really appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Lisa. Lisa Beatty. Okay, bye. Appreciate it on the horse ownership experience, Michelle. What a nice. You know, on a day when we could have, we've already ranted about what happened at Del Mar over the weekend. It's nice to hear that there are people out there that really do care and love these horses. And I think I speak for, I would say, 99.99% of our industry that the, the, that the horse, I, I just, I know there's that crazy 1%, so I don't like to say 100%, but the, the horses are driving our entire industry. This is, right. it's not called... It's not called people racing or owner <laughs> racing or trainer racing. It's called horse racing. And uh, so thank you, Lisa. I know Lisa's still Good on job, Lisa. in the background. You can just hang up, Lisa. <laughs> that, might be she, that might be Ronan listening in. It might be. Okay. Uh, Michelle, uh, uh, do you agree? Uh, yes, I absolutely agree. And I was glad that we were able to, to get her on. That's great. And we have Jamie Roth next week, so we'll prepare oh, some yeah, good questions. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yes. You sound Hello? great. You sound great, Michelle. Okay. I can hear you perfectly. All right. uh, so, Jamie Roth next week. What do we have coming up at Del Mar this weekend? Okay, so coming up at Del Mar on Saturday, it's college day, which is Whoa. kind of cool. So if you have your college ID, it's free admission, drink specials, <laughs> uh, DJ, dancing in the grandstands. And wow. they've got like a special roped off kind of grandstand area just for college kids. So that's awesome. Now, I have my college ID. Can I uh, go to that? I don't know why not, Billy. I mean, I think it's supposed to be a valid college ID, but give it a whirl. Do you know what Sunday is? Sunday is your birthday. Yeah. And sure? I know Friday we have dinner and Saturday there's a party and the races. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. And, Sundays, and then Sunday is your actual birthday. Sunday is my actual birthday. Do you know how old I'm turning? 50. 50. Can you believe I'm 50? No, you look so good. Oh, thank you, Michelle. <laughs> my, ego, my ego thanks you. Um, okay, so also on Saturday is the Whalers, which is the band. Okay. And the Bob Hope for a racing steak. Great. And then Sunday is the Betty Grable for the steak. Uh, okay. It is happy hour. And, which is half off all Del Mar signature cocktails and then taste of the turf club. And then there's racing um, Thursday and Friday as well. Yeah. You got anything running this weekend? Mm, yeah. We've got something in Thursday and something in Friday. You don't sound too pleased about that. Oh, I mean, they're all right. We've got a maiden running on Thursday. Would have been nice to put him in for a tag, but he runs better on the turf than the dirt. So. Right. 
He actually, you know what he, like Joe says every time, if we still had six and a half, like that would be ideal. I think at five, they're going to run away from him and go in a mile. He was on the lead last time until they turned for home. So I think just the, the distance is a question mark, you know, at five, I don't think he's quite quick enough. Okay. So he's running on for Thursday and then Friday we've got the creep in and he's just trying to find whatever straight three-year-old race there is routing. So it's like he goes 32, 50, 40, you know, whatever happens to come up. And last time we went nine furlongs with him, which was way too far. So getting back to a mile, that's a positive. But um, he likes to be like right near the lead. And I don't think there's, I don't know if the race is going to set up for him ideally. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Is that fair enough? That's totally fair. I'm excited. I got a, we have a first time starter running what on do you, Friday. What, what, more importantly, what do you have coming up this weekend? I have a, um, a first time starter on Friday and her name is Beguiled and she's by Orb and she's a two-year-old filly trained by Phil D'Amato and she is a half sister to Fault, who I know you love. Oh, I do. What, what race is she in? She is in the third race on Friday. Oh, turf. Five yes. Yes. She's been training at San Luis Rey and we were going to run on dirt or turf. But since she was training at San Luis Rey, we thought we would just run her on turf so she didn't have to run over the Del Mar main track since she hadn't worked on it. Okay. Um, so I don't necessarily think she's not a, a turf horse, but she does have good turf breeding. But she's very nice. I, I, I love this filly. With Brad Free start- does not like the workout gap. There's no workout gap. That's from the- Keeneland June to her next work in <laughs> she, September. Yeah, she was in she was in Florida in June. I think that was a mistake. Okay. Yeah, but uh, no, she's a nice filly. I think she'll run so out there. If you on Friday. It's actually a really really cool horse. He's really fun. He's, he's in he's on run- Thursday, right? He's in on Thursday. We have um. Have you ever um had a horse that just sticks his tongue out? Yes. Yeah, he's one of those. He just you walk by and you go, "Give me your tongue," and he just sticks his tongue out and he wants you to play with it. So he's he's a really spunky and he's character. Tiny, very small. He's very very small, but uh, hopefully he'll run well. I think he's three to one on the morning line. So that's it for us. Well, he could be my polo pony if he ever decides he doesn't want to be a racehorse anymore. He's there so cute. He's there. adorable. He to be, be fair, his last two races have been like. Tough, tough races. Yeah, no, he's been in tough, and I think he's going to run better on, on uh, Thursday for sure. So um, thank you to Lisa Be- Beatty. Uh, thank you to Michelle Yu. Thank you to TaylorMade. Thank you to Delmar, Santa Anita, everybody, Ronan, who makes this show go. We really appreciate all you listeners out there. Tweet us at Own a Horse if you want a specific guest or you have some questions about horse racing ownership. Uh, you can email me, Billy, at littleredfeather.com. At the Michelle Yu is her Twitter handle, at BKLRF is myself is me is it me or myself i don't know i'm not i don't know Um, you're the one that always corrects my uh you're correct i do correct you constantly and but you know what michelle i love you and i think you appreciate that so um to all of our fans out there we'll see you next week we'll have jamie roth on we'll have a really good detailed interview and uh hope you have a great time at del mar this weekend thanks guys okay bye michelle bye You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio.
handicap. This horse is the complete package. He's won from seven furlongs to a mile and eight. He's won on dual surfaces. He's won with and without Lasix. And he's traveled around the world and fought his A game with him. He showed that he was a very top class dirt horse. Balance is key and you know, he was just perfectly proportioned. I think that's what made him so athletic and so efficient on the track. Standing at TaylorMate Farm.